Welcome to Fly Cool Shit, the show where Jeff Petro and Mark Pollard talk about aerobatics, unique airplanes, aviation news, and so much more. Hey pilot, you're cleared to enter the box. Smoke on. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Fly Cool Shit powered by Lift Aviation. I'm Mark. And I'm Jeff. And, and it's the first episode of the new year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How are you? You know, dude, I'm pretty good. I've been um I've been doing um steaks. Uh <laughs> I, I have to be careful. Uh because this is I, I try to hold it off, but Emily's like Let's, you know what? Let's do the steaks again tonight. But we did for, <laughs> so I'll back up a little bit. But for New Year's Eve, um, we were like, you know, what should we do? And we had plans to go to Sonoma to a friend's house. And uh, which, if people don't know, great wine country, you know, Napa's obviously the Napa Valley is is really well known, but Sonoma, Sonoma County is, is really well known for Pinots and, and uh, Chardonnay. Um, fantastic wine region right next to borders Napa. And uh, mm. friends have a big house there. And like, hey, have a bunch of people come on out. You know, we'll drink wine, get food, and and kind of party it uh, up a little bit. And party. Don't it, you like, love? Don't you love having rich friends? I love having rich it's, friends, dude. It's the best. It's the best. Oh they were like, God. stay in our guest house, and I was like, say that, say that phrase again. <sighs> guest what? Because we have a guest room, right? We're we're guest room people, which is already yeah. super privileged to have a room solely dedicated to having somebody maybe stay there three times a year is already, uh, you know, it's a waste of a room, in my opinion. I'm going to I'm gonna privilege a, of the fuck out of you right now and say that I have a guest bathroom. That's, now Now you're just, you're just, uh, that's just fancy. That's, I'm that's just bra- Now I'm just bragging. It's just bragging right there. Yeah, so like we don't have, we, we have a guest room. We don't have a guest bathroom. And we certainly don't have a guest house, but we were really looking forward to that. And then like five days before, like three of the people got COVID and they're like, yeah, we're probably not going to, we're, we're going to cancel. We're like, shit. Okay. So what should we do? Annoying. Yeah. We're like, okay. And it was, I'll, I'll preface this a little bit, guys. This is a new year's Eve party. Like how, um, 40 year olds with kids, have it. <laughs> like we're going home at nine, you know, we're wrapping up yeah, at nine, nine setting an alarm for 1155. Yeah. We're out of there. We're, I'm not, I'm not, I don't give a shit about the ball. I'm not seeing the ball drop. <laughs> But um, yeah. so we were like, okay, what should we do? And then uh, my mother-in-law was like, hey, I'll watch the kids if you guys want to do something. Uh, and I won't make this story too Love long. That. Basically, we were like, we 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 concluded with, you know what? Let's stay at home. Let's buy some epic food and cook an amazing dinner. And then we'll wow. drink, you know, amazing wine. Uh, my uh, my wife Emily loves this tequila, and it's really 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 expensive tequila. And I forgot. Wait, what it- Emily's a tequila drinker. So when she likes to drink clean, she drinks tequila. Yeah. She loves it. She loves a a nice, uh, a nice tequila. Um, And so we were drinking like, I, you know, I posted a picture. We drink, we, we opened a 2012, but I bought this wine for our 10 year anniversary and we didn't actually drink it on the anniversary because we had so much wine that day that (laughs) by the time we got to the dinner, we were like, dude, I I literally had to excuse myself because I thought I was going to throw up. That's how mu- that's how much wine we had during the day. Um, we had this wine. Completely like, dehydrated. Oh, just just wrecked, wrecked. I'm eating ceviche, and I'm like, you know what? And I'm I don't throw. I haven't thrown up from alcohol since 
it's probably been 20 years. I'm not, I'm not kidding. Like I, I have a pretty strong stomach, but, uh, so we, we saved the wine and we're like, you know what? We're going to open that 2012 nickel and nickel cab, uh, Ooh. cook, um, some, some really nice, uh, ribeyes and we're going to do it on, and it was raining. So I was like, you know what? I'll do it on the cast iron. I'll get, you know, a nice recipe, of, you know, rosemary, butter, and garlic, hit them on the, uh, the cast iron and, and do shishitos. And we did like a kale Caesar salad. Dude, it was freaking epic. It was awesome. And so we've gotten obsessed with doing steaks on the cast iron, uh, stove on stovetop instead of uh, barbecuing. So I did it again tonight. And so I'm a, I'm a New York strip in uh, a little bit of, a little bit of Clodoval cab and cab franc. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I need you to wine and dine me. You already have my heart. But I just want the full Pollard family experience when I come out there because I'm actually the, I'm coming out to California. Get the hell out of here! When? So, my brother, um, I'm actually um, in my home country right now. I'm in the Bahamas, and um, we're this is an international feed right now. That's how privileged our podcaster listeners are right now. Um, but he's from Laguna Beach. Or where where else is that by? Uh, Laguna Beach, um, Southern California. Yeah, and um, I haven't seen. I see. I see him like once every other. For the, he moved out like six years ago, and you know he's busy with work. I'm busy with work, so we haven't really um, connected, you know, in person too often. Sure. But um, you know, his kids, my kids, down here uh, just playing and, and having a great time, and uh, they get along great, and go out there and Nix and I were talking want to do it where there's like a contest because he's by LA so I want to you know obviously hit up AJ you know my other you know great friend that I could take advantage of his wine collection and dinners and and home <laughs> staying at his house and um you know I want to do a contest hang out with my brother let the kids play and then obviously take a trip north and see the Pollards and Hell yeah. Wine country. So Let's like we got to plan this. Actually, you guys should cuz your kids are are my kids age and my kids are the same age as obviously my brother's kids age. So we can have this whole big blowout. It could be epic. Sounds amazing. And then we can just sneak out and fly cuz there'd be so many people there and they wouldn't even notice that we're gone. <laughs> we'll just go fly. <laughs> let's let's freaking do this. But um but yeah. And uh, I might just join the Bohemian aerobatic team, is what I'm thinking. <laughs> so you're gonna be with Alon then? Is Alon? Well, he's, Alon's not the Bohemian. He's uh, Dominican. Dominican aerobatic team. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah so you're you're yeah. defecting basically. Basically. Yeah. He, the Dominicans are an enemy of the Bohemian aerobatic team. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love it, dude. We'll do it. We'll rage out here when you come out. I, that, that sounds super fun. I'm. That just sounds like. We've, we've already talked a little bit about some like, you know, ideas for 2023, not very much, but like the idea, you know, starting a new year, it's always really exciting because, you know, as the year goes on, maybe, maybe you don't reach all your goals, but, um, you know, you always have like in January or in December, you always, you always kind of approach it with, uh, you know, new goals, right? Everybody's got their new year's resolutions or goals or what they want to do. And like, there's a lot of exciting stuff that, that 2023 is going to offer or can offer. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm just, I'm so. I don't know why. I don't want to say like I have a good feeling about twenty three. 
feels cliche and I don't want to jinx it, but like I'm pumped. Like I've never been this pumped about a new year in a long time. Yeah, same. Um, I, But, I think, um, you know, not not to get on the COVID talk, but like the farther we get away from from 2020, um, you know, kind of going the, the 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 other end to recovery and 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 people are doing more and more things. I think we saw 2022 be a great year for the IAC. We saw a great nationals turnout. Um, I think, you know, there was a couple of contests that canceled. Uh, but I think overall, if you if you think if you take a look at the, the entire the total package, um, I thought I thought it was a pretty good year for the IAC. I'd love to get Jim Burke on to, to see, you know, kind of a year year end review, what he thinks, Yeah. um, what Rob Holland thinks, what Michael Goulian thinks, you know, kind of the, the guys that are kind of paying attention to um, membership and attendance and, and participation and You tone, know what was you exciting? know, I think, I think it was a great year. What was really exciting for me, you, you brought up nationals. And what I was really happy to see, I mean, as a competitor, you know, in Unlimited now, it's like, oh, like, it would have been nice to compete against one person. And I guess, I guess I'm, I take that back. I'm not really like that. I'm not a trophy whore. But what I'm getting at is that it's nice to see an increase in quality unlimited competitors. You Yeah. know what I mean? Like, so like, I was afraid for a little bit because, you know, Unlimited is a big step and blah, blah, blah. And everybody knows the rhetoric of it. But, you know, it was, it was, uh, what do you call that? When like somebody's like in a hospital about to die. Um, Hospice? yeah, it was, it was in rough shape, that category. We didn't, you know, it could have just like been like two people showing up because, you know, nobody was willing to put the time in or move up, you know, Not Yeah. that they're not willing, I guess, but it's like money and time and, and all shit. So like it kind of sucked, but last year was great. I mean, we had so easy to rattle them off. You know, we had Bobby Holly, we had Bourbon, we had Goody, Craig Gifford, AJ, Johnny, Robbie, you know, um, what should we call it? Adam, Krista. You know, it's like you had the Asian invasion coming in there. Like <laughs> we had all these people. It was great. Yeah. And um You know, it's exciting. It's 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 exciting for the higher categories because it, you know, the entry fees, you know, cost to to enter the, the upper categories, so even advanced right now. Which advanced, I feel like my dreams are coming true with that category because everybody's buying a Sukhoi finally and listening to us. Like, how Well, dude, long have can you I? and I been recommending Sukhoi's in the advanced category? Nobody's been listening. Well, and you know, here's an interesting argument. You know, like if you were, if you looked at this from a business standpoint, right? The economics, the metrics, and you you go to somebody like Rob Holland or Jim Burke, and you make the argument: Listen, we need to bring back grassroots. We need to have these categories that these airplanes that are. lower cost and lower horsepower and bring it back a little bit to what really matters. The, the metrics disagree with that, or at least don't necessarily support it because what happened in 2022, everybody ditched their airplanes and bought bigger airplanes. Can I ask you a question? So yeah. Who gives a fuck about grassroots? Yes. God, I love it when Jeff's been drinking. Sammy Mason rejoices once again. Seriously. And I have been drinking. Thank you. But like, Me too. who cares? Like, do you think this guy is like, you know, going into like his family dinner and be like, oh, guess what today, guys? Grassroots. Hey, hey, cheers. Like, fuck off, first of all. And like, that doesn't happen. Like, I think grassroots there's a place is my for ass. it. I I, th I think there's a place for it, but I don't think it's, it's not relevant to, um, certainly it's not relevant to the upper echelons of, of 
competition because I don't think people spend a lot of time there. I think, you know, we've seen more people like you look at, at Britt Lincoln, you look at, um, I mean, gosh, the whole host of people that now I'm, I'm blanking on, um, that, that basically have, have kind of systematically gone through the categories quickly. And I'm not saying they're rushing. I'm not saying that they lack fundamentals. I'm saying that they, they, there's no, there's no wasted time. There's no wasted space. There's no wasted flight, much like how the French probably do it. You know, like that seems odd to us and it seems like they're rushing it. Right. Because, you know, there's so much of that, like I'm using air quotes here, paying dues or, you know, spending a long time in a category. And and I'm not saying rush. We've seen it. Uh, people rush through the categories. They end up getting it, uh, into advanced or unlimited. They're getting, you know, low sixties at a contest and it's like, okay, yeah. Hey, you're an unlimited yeah. competitor. Hey, you're an advanced competitor, but are you, are you, are you competitive in the category? You know, that's a different yeah. story. Um, but I think, I think we're seeing more and more people that are, that are spending very little time in the category. Um, you know, and, and we talked about Brit before, but I think, I think she really does make the argument. It's like, she didn't spend very much time in sportsman at all. Didn't spend very much time in intermediate at all. Uh, didn't even compete in advanced. Had phenomenal coaching and made the team. And she didn't yeah. make the team out of uh, on a fluke. She didn't make the team on a on a bad year without a lot of competition. It was a freaking team selection year, you know, for a for a, a world that's going to be here. If that doesn't bring all the heavy hitters, nothing will. And so I think if you look at it like that, it's like, okay, do we need grassroots? Do we really need to focus on the 150 horsepower decathlon doing sportsman or primary and really like putting, putting effort and energy into maybe that focus? Boy, I would, I would say, I would say the arguments there to, to disagree with that. Yeah. I don't think that angle. If you, I wonder what the percent, if you took a survey not that this could ever happen because people don't respond to shit, but if you surveyed the, what is it? 5,000 competitor, IAC competitors of like, why did you join? And if one of the selections out of five or 10 or whatever was because they offer a grassroots award, like how many people would select that? Like, oh, nobody, no? nobody. So what's the point? What's the well, you also point? need to look at like, what's the, what's the percentage? Like what's the demographic of people? Like, you know, where that, all the like, chapters have them, you know, where they just sit in a category and it's fine. You know, fl- you know what the, fly, the money fly that flyers to Tabria. It's okay. You know what the, the money that gets put into grassroots should go into like contest parties and like contest, um, not contest. Some I didn't mean like that. Contest. Yeah, but like fun things to have at contest. Maybe some blow up guitars. You know, some neon sticks. You know, the fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. You know, in all seriousness, like the contest has to be fun. It can't just be like showing up and and being a sterile environment and and standing around all day like that's not why people are leaving their family and potentially you know uh paid hours at, at a at a job like yeah. it's got to be worth it for them and like the flying i get it but like you know like who's going to a contest that that wants you know like people like me maybe and and a handful of others are going to seriously compete but for the most part like you know these are regular joes that just want to go and have a good time on the weekend you know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and have as much fun as possible. Um, I, I still think that there's, there's two different IACs, you know, I really do think there's primary sportsman and, and intermediate. And I think that's a camp and, and it's a hobby. And then I really do think advanced and unlimited should be treated more like a profession, even though you don't get paid, but it's a professional, it's a professional element. 
Um, yeah. I don't, I, and I, I personally, and people are going to argue this. I'm sure I'm going to get a text from Rob um, about how uh, he disagrees, <laughs> um, but I, I actually don't think it should be treated recreational. I don't, I think, I think the IAC, IAC should literally position those categories as these are, these are serious categories. Um, yeah. It's not, it's not for somebody to move up to uh, even advance. I mean, look, even at, the, if you're, look if you, at the floors, look at the floors of advance. And then lim- and obviously unlimited, yeah. but it's a six hundred foot floor or six six whatever. Like it's a low level. Yeah. It's 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 no joke. And it's not for somebody I in my opinion, I don't think I could ever see myself at a level where I would be competing in advanced, um, willing not willy-nilly, but recreationally. Just just for the hell of it. Like, eh, I'll show up and I'm not gonna practice a whole lot. And I just can't imagine doing that, you know. And I don't think well, that's you know a category. I don't it's think like, that category is for that anymore. People, yeah, not anymore. But I think what I, you know, people they move up to intermediate and they do really well, and they're and they're seasoned and they start practicing in, in advance. And it's not something that you could pick up in a year um, to be that competitive. Obviously, people do go crazy to get a trainer, a coach, and blah blah blah, and they can do it. I get that. But for your your regular person, you know, it takes years to get competitive in that category. Yeah. Um, but what I, I didn't want to interrupt you before, but you know, what's like a really fun category while you were talking, it reminded me is intermediate. I think it's, I would love for 2023 to see the intermediate field grow because it's a great, it, it's got such a diverse selection of people and airplanes. So you have everything from an underpowered decathlon yeah. to an SC. So you have all this variety. And it's airplanes. the all around category. In my opinion. And then you have you have young and old pilots, you have people yeah. that just moved up the category, and you have people that have been in the category. So you have all this excitement with people flying their first unknown. You have people that can really handle the category well that are seasoned. And it's it's a great category because you have so much different styles of flying. And yeah. you have a high, it's a really high um uh bottom of the box. So you don't see a lot of uh dangerous flying, which is nice. Um, and to me, it's a really, I, I think it's a really fun category to watch. I really enjoy it actually. Like advanced. it's actually a category you can keep up with in, yeah, in, a, in a fun way. You know, it's, um, advance was, um, you know, it, it's, it's advanced and limited is just so it's, you're watching it and you can't, you almost can't enjoy, you either have to watch it for errors or you watch it to see how good the flying is. You kind of can't do. You almost can't do both unless you. I mean, you got to be a real. You have to really have a trained eye uh, to be able to watch it. Whereas I feel like intermediate, like it's slow enough to where you can enjoy. You can actually get enjoyment out of watching the category. There's so much concentration yeah. that happens at an advanced and limited. At least for me, where I'm like, I'm, I'm just, I'm hyper focused. Yeah, it's work at that point. It's, it's work. work. Yeah, you know? it, and, it's a fun category to watch, man. I really, I did enjoy. I really enjoyed. You know, I and. It is fun. It's fun to watch a Satabria fly or and a Satabria in an intermediate might be tough, but um, you know, a 150 horsepower fixed pitch uh decathlon. And then you watch, you know, an SC. And then you watch an yeah. L. And then you watch a Pitts. Um, but there's like yeah. S2A, S2B, and S2C and S1. You know, it's it's a really varied category. I, I think that that's might, the fun, it's probably the funnest category. That might be our slogan, you know, or our push for 23 is to grow the intermediate category i think you know we've really like let let that be our redheaded stepchild and not really talking to it a lot um but 
Intermediate has been overshadowed, I would say, right? I think we overshadowed it. It's it's I think sportsman gets more focus. At least it seems like. The and year then of intermediate. Yeah. Twenty twenty three. Yeah, it seems like people only talk about intermediate when it's it's like time to move out of it. We should oh my god. I mean, I'm just speaking out loud here, but we should find a West Coast and East Coast intermediate pilot, somebody that fits our brand, the FCS brand. And I'm going to say sponsor them. You know, maybe we can, I would, I'd be willing on my end to sponsor them on an East Coast contest. Um, I'll sponsor a West Coast. And, you know, obviously they need, the brand they need to spend as much money as Michael Gullion does on his paint schemes, obviously. Yes. And here. And <laughs> <laughs> that's like a great <laughs> i can just see the don's face right now just like rolling his eyes like you asshole <laughs> just just eye rolling so hard because i'm sure we had like at least six people going like yeah and i like this idea like west goes uh, and then the fucking hair gel comment <laughs> just, like, <laughs> great um yeah. But yeah, that would be fun. And like, I don't know, like, I think it's, I, I, I don't know why I've had like an epiphany, but like that, it's a great category. It's a great yeah, freaking absolutely. category. What are your goals? What do you want to see? What do you, what do you want to see, whether it's IAC related or not, but like, what are you, what's your 23, 20, I'm not going to hold you to 2023, but like, like what's one of the things that you want to like see happen? So I don't know that I haven't really thought of any like, 2023 goals in terms of my personal flying and I, I haven't really set any because I, I don't I don't want to um I just I already know this year is going to be tough because I'm going to be switching to a new, a new airplane at the airline so that's yeah. going to take time and then I'm going to schedule wise is going to go to crap so I'm like you know keep the options open if I can if I can get a contest in get my first contest in maybe uh, if not I don't care because I still I still very much don't care I want I want that to be very clear for 2023 I still could care less about competing but I, I do love it so much. <laughs> I do love contests so much. Um, I I want to see the, the the momentum of 2022 continue. My fear, or not my fear, but my, I, I think this is, we've seen this year after year, when or or over the years, I guess I should say, when a um, advanced or, or worlds is held in the United States, there's more momentum, right, at nationals. And I think we'll probably see a little bit of a dip in in this year's nationals um maybe you know certainly in the advanced category um unlimited might might see a jump uh, because of team selection but uh I, i'd like to see the momentum go i i just thought i thought the 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 tone of nationals was amazing i really think the iac should be proud of how it how it carried out 2022. I could be wrong on that. You know, Jim might be looking at the numbers and and he might be rolling the, rolling his eyes right now too. Um I don't think he is. Uh but I think I think the IAC leadership, you know, had some some drama in 2021 obviously. Uh 2020 was a terrible year for for so many things, but also for for contests and air shows and and its competition pilots, but um I think this 2022 really rebounded and I thought it I thought it did a lot of things right. I think there's, you know, we've we talked about this offline too uh, with certain people, and I won't even mention their names, but I think culturally there's some people that that were um, negatively affecting um, the scene, 
that were oh, not yeah. showing up. And I and that was tangible. I heard that echoed from several people that were happy that those people were not there. And so if that can continue, get more people that want to be there and that are actually happy and promoting the sport and being inclusive and getting the people out that want to create groups and clicks and, and drama. Um, I think that's great for the sport as a, as yeah. a, as a bystander, as a spectator and somebody who loves the IEC and loves uh, contests and, and loves the world of competition aerobatics. That That's what I want to see. That's my goal for the IEC. Um, I hope AWAC is a tremendous turnout. Gosh, we have, I, Oh my God, that's right around the corner too. It's right. Dude. It's, it's, that's the thing is like, you know, when, when the, the new year hit, I was like, holy shit, dude, like things are coming before you know it. We're going to have another nationals. We're going to have AWAC. Like, it's crazy. Um, are you going to try to go to that? I really I'm want sorry. to. Yeah. My, my focus is going to be nationals. It's, it's hard because uh, my, I, this is only the airline pilots in here would really understand, but um, switching to a new fleet, upgrading to captain, um, last year really jacked with my seniority and I was in the training department. I still am in the training department on the Airbus, but that's going to all, all of that's going to go away here pretty soon because we ramped down the Airbus. So um, I'll be on a new fleet. I'll be junior as a captain on that fleet. Um, I'm not sure what my schedule is going to hold. And I'm not going to sh- be sure what I'm going to be able to do in terms of getting the days off that I want. So like, there's so many things that are kind of unknown right now that I'm, I'm really trying not to even commit myself to a lot of things unfortunately, which means I have to leave a lot of things up in the air. It's like nationals, even this year, you know, Lori's like, Hey, you coming? I'm like, nah, I don't think so. And then it just, so something changed literally last minute, just like it did. Like, you're like, you know what? I'm going. And I'm like, okay, just as you texted me about 10 minutes earlier, my, my week completely flipped. And I, and <laughs> it was, it was like that. Like what, I mean, when did we decide this? Like a, a day or two before? couple days before yeah. i don't i don't remember but it was very short so it's like i i know nobody can plan uh their lives and their setup um and and having us be somewhere like that but my plan is to, is to be at nationals um i i you know we have plans for nationals so i want to i want to see that i want to see that through because i think i think we could have some really i think we have we could have some fun dude yeah we could really make it epic i don't know i know that awac is I mean, there's so many different entities that go into it, <clears throat> being international and um, bringing all these outside teams and blah, blah, blah. You and I have <clears throat> no experience doing that. But I think that I got to be honest, like, and I had this talk with a couple people, like, th- at this, not at this point, but like right now, like, my life can handle, and I'm grateful for it um because i'm just i'm grateful for it like i can do iac i can do anything within the the united states i can't can't afford and i don't have the time to do international competition and i gotta be honest like the international competition not that like i don't think not that i don't enjoy competition and and being in that environment but you look at the the history you know and rob's an asterisk but look at all the u.s competitors go international competition they don't fly anymore you know Chapman, Gooley, and Wagstaff. Yeah. Um. Um. What should we call it? Uh, I'm forgetting names, but like, you know, Debbie Rand, Armstrong. They're not. They're not doing it anymore. So no. like, 
it's a job. And like the, I've always said, the last thing I want to do is make, I don't want to lose a passion for the sport. And I, and I really love it and I enjoy it. And, you know, in the winters, I take a little time off. I don't fly and I, you know, rekindle it a little bit. I think that's really but smart, like, by the way. I think that, I think international competition outside of some people, you know, very few, I think it, it really turns, turns it, you know, into a job mentally. And, you know, it's not, it's never going to be my job. And there, you know, I'm not going to have to fly airbags and I don't want to lose wanting to fly airbags. So, you know, I'm all about, inter- nah, I'm all about the domestic competition and, and staying in the IEC and, and, and doing it here and having, you know, being competitive and taking it seriously when, when I'm flying and practicing and, you know, quote unquote in the box, but like, yeah. You know, enjoying you know hanging out with you and and meeting you know my friends that don't live by me, and and you know all this other stuff. And I, I just don't see it in the cards for me international anymore. Um, it just seems like too much. It, to me, like I want to win. So like I, to win, you you're gonna have, I'm gonna have to put in a ton of time. And then obviously outside of financial obligations, like I'm gonna take a ton of time away from my family, which I don't want to do. Yeah, you know. And um, it's and the end result just it seems like it is just going to burn out, and you know you see it all the time even without international competitions people come through the categories, and like they get a little taste of winning and then they upgrade airplanes or they upgrade the amount of training train 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 get a little better or win a little bit move up and not do so good and just fucking disappear. Yeah, like, you know the steady road's the best I think, but I agree. What do we know? But yeah, I want to see you know twenty. 2023 i want to see iac or at least like the, it's not really the iac's responsibility but at a local level a local chapter level a little bit more effort on volunteerism and you know the, focusing more on the people that come to the contest and and volunteers staying at it's, it pains me to say it, you know boundary judges you know and and all the stuff <clears throat> you know paying more attention to them and rewarding them and making it fun for them you know because like it sucks staying out of boundary it sucks you know, being an assistant at a, at a contest when it's a hundred degrees. So like, you know, you're doing the shit all day and then at night, if there's nothing to hang out and do that makes it worthwhile, like we're going to lose them. And I think they yeah. just been focus on retaining them and maybe more focus on like the youth and, and making it more receptive to, at least on the East coast, it seems, you know, Northeast, Northeast, at least it seems like California really freaking 2022. I think they, they did a great job as far as their contest parties and like, making it fun they know how to do it man they they really do and um i, I hope they continue that i really do i mean southern california somebody remember somebody gave you an award job. <laughs> what was that award remember that it's the mark pollard award it's the uh <laughs> that's looking great the, i think it was the lowest <laughs> yeah um what's it the lowest scoring i think <laughs> uh, i think miko got it um and yeah and that's what i mean like the best part about that is like nobody cares fun, like, who dude. won that contest nobody cares about who won that category that contest a limited whatever like the fun it's a fun thing and that's what you remember so like this is a perfect example of why contests need to be fun like because you remember the fun stuff nobody that's why you and i always the say like Bozo Wars, like, dude yeah you're gonna go to work on monday nobody gives a fuck that you won like nobody yeah. cares like it, sorry maybe your wife somebody maybe you're whatever it's cool to win. Don't get me wrong. But I'm saying that as a whole, we all, at least I think most of us remember 
the fun parts of the contest. And well, that's and that's where the, it focused it to be. And that's the thing is it's fun to win. It's cool to win. You get attention when you win. Um, it feels good. But what about when you don't? What about what about when you never will? You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of people in categories that will just simply never podium a regional contest yeah. in their category. And that's it's that doesn't mean that they shouldn't be competing. It just means that that they are not, you know, their ability is just or or their effort is just not enough to to get a podium or or a you know first place even. Um but they should still have fun. You know, it's easy it's easy when you, when it's easy and you win. But you want to still have a good time even if you're losing or yeah. you know, you know losing is a bad bad way to say it but um, even when you're not winning i guess it's music to our ears but yeah i love it I, mean, I, I love it i think i think um what a lot of these these chapters are doing is is really cool i hope to yeah. see that continue i think i think we will so i meant to ask you <clears throat> a lot of people don't know ryan chapman ryan chapman's on the canadian advanced aerobatic team hell of a dude um great guy i'm gonna ask you i'm gonna ask you a serious question in a second but i just want to give a little background for people that don't know him um, two beers oh <laughs> totally but uh he's a he's a good guy i how old is ryan you think like 30 he's our age yeah like I, I would say, 40, yeah, yeah somewhere on there um, 30s maybe anyway not not many unless you know ryan you may not laugh at this but when you saw ryan recently bought a sukhoi 26 which means that you could basically have, I'll do anything for you because I love you for buying a Sukhoi. Um, but what was your biggest takeaway when he posted the picks? Was it that he got a Sukhoi and you were so excited or you saw how fucking jacked this guy is? He's like a mini, not even a mini, he's Arnold Schwarzenegger of aerobatics. Do you see him? So uh... <laughs> he made the Sukhoi look like an RC plane. Let me, let me take, I would, this is this is gonna be really funny. This I'm did, such a piece of relate, shit. Did you did you think of the same thing too? So I I, <laughs> I I didn't think of that when I saw the Sukhoi. I thought of that when I met him at nationals. So <laughs> I I try not to. I mean I'm sure people would argue this. They're probably like screaming in their fucking. It's over um, here. <laughs> they're they're probably like screaming in their mics like like you Mark shut up. You are a polarizing piece of shit. I try not to be. I I understand that sometimes I am. Um, I try not to just like blindly like talk shit to people, right? Um, when I met Ryan, there, for <laughs> some reason it popped in my head like I was literally like, "Thank God I've never talked shit to that guy." <laughs> he's so jacked. Oh, really funny. He's so Dude, he's jacked. Not even jacked. He's like, I can't even explain it. He's he's like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, he's huge. You know, even he's his huge. like his face has muscles. You know? <laughs> yeah he's the sweetest guy too like he's he's such a great guy oh he's um, a lover and you know what i'll say this the sukhoi <laughs> is absolutely the perfect airplane for him uh, and i don't even oh my god i'm saying that i'm saying that uh, uh tongue-in-cheek but i also mean it dead serious because how, i mean i don't think he I, he I don't think he could do an sc comfortably dude, he's i don't think a sukhoi is manly enough for him to be honest with you that is a good point that God, is a good point. Like you need like he needs to fly. Remember the Oric, that Oric air show plane, what was it called? A lot of people are gonna go back in their history right now. But remember the Oric radial air show plane? Oh my god. It was like it was a derivative of a Sukhoi, wasn't it? Yeah, but it had like a I think it had a 
a ninety. It's like a right cyclone or something. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. That's what he needs. He needs bigger. Like he needs. <laughs> He needs to take a Corsair and throw a mid and make it a mid wing and fly that thing. That's how big this dude is. Yeah. Oh god. I love it. Can you imagine him hand propping a J three Cub? It is it would just <laughs> overspeed the prop. It would overspeed the motor. You'd have to tear it down. He would rip the Ryan, prop off. It's wood. Ryan, it went up to five thousand RPM. Hold God, man. What's your problem? <laughs> <laughs> Bending connecting rods. Oh God. Like doing He'd be like walking up to people. You didn't have no. I don't know Ryan. Step away. Stop <laughs> touching. What? Uh, what's that movie of, of mice and men? Freaking. Uh, is it Lenny? <laughs> Who's the big guy? Is it? God, I can't remember. It's like don't crush the mouse. Yeah. Ryan's grandfather was just running around hand propping P forty sevens during World War Two. <laughs> 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 so funny gosh what do you think he does in canada i think he you know how they have like those icebreaker ships that like just go through like the waters and just break up ice yeah. for the ships to go through the channels i think he he's the guy in front of that ship that just punches the ice i picture ryan like just not even chopping down a tree he just chops down some big maple and then holds it with two hands like a towel and then wrings the maple syrup out of it <laughs> I love I it. I just made that up. That was pretty good. Pretty good. Thanks. We love you, Ryan. And heard us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, it's the year. Oh gosh, so like that's what I mean. There's so many cool things happening. Like everybody's buying Sukhois and listening to us. Marco Bow has got a Sukhoi 31, which I love the paint scheme, even though it needs a little TLC. But I think it's cosmetic. I heard that airplane is mechanical. Yeah. Um, so I'm super pumped for him. And I hate this bullshit of like people being like, oh, you need to acclimate to a Sukhoi. It's going to take years. Like, fuck off. Like, I think if you're a good pilot, like Marco is, like, it'll do fine. It's an airplane. It's a fucking airplane. It's an airplane. And then wasn't there another Sukhoi purchase? I know that, like, so Marco bought a Sukhoi. Pat Dave, uh, uh, Davidson's is was shipped over here, but I don't know who got it. Going. That's like a. That's you three, know, right? I don't know where that's going. Yeah, that's coming over here. So Ryan got one. Um, Marco Bow. Um, there was one in Georgia that was red that went out to the West Coast. That's with um, um, Corey Lovell. I don't. I, it spoke to him a couple times online, but it seems like a super dude. Oh no! It, that uh, Randy Howell uh, got that one. Yeah, but Corey and him are flying. Uh, I don't know if they're going to start a formation team or, or whatnot, but Randy is um, one of the members of the Patriots jet team. Yeah. So like, dude, a lot of suit people are listening. I I want to take, we should take full credit. My buddy, Michael uh, ferried that airplane. Shout out to uh, Michael Monero. He ferried that Sukhoi out to the West coast. Oh, cool. what do you say? Um, He gave me some initial thoughts. He, he didn't do any acro in it. Um, and honestly, he had, he had never flown a Sukhoi before. He's a really good pilot, though. He's a fucking. He's one of those people that just piss you off. Yeah, like, why are you so? Thing. Why are you so fucking good? Um, I hate that. Like, no fear. Uh, yeah, but like, I think he got like, you know, like here, do this. Here, do that. Here, do this, and freaking ferried that thing across across the country. That's basically, crazy to me. I got to be honest. It's fucking nuts. I love it. I freaking love it. I wish I could do that. Yeah, but like, 
we can't because no, we're a bunch of pussies. Well, and now, like, like you know, we would be fine doing it. Oh yeah, I mean, I I think it's I literally do. I think it's just an airplane. I mean, I I know it's just like anything else. You got to watch out for it. And I'm not saying um, that it's not without its challenges, but you know, these people that are like, well, you know, I got to see if you can handle. I don't like gatekeepers. And that's a whole other topic of conversation because I, I went through that early on in my flying career, like with the pits being told, you know, you know, when people that 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 fly one want to feel important. So they tell you how yeah. important it is. And yeah. I saw that with um, the pits. I saw that with extras. And it's like, OK, dude. All right. OK. I, I get it. It's, it's but it is just an airplane. Yeah. Um, that is. I just overthink it. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder Try who else is getting airplanes. Um, oh, yeah. So um, so we're talking about Ryan got a Sukhoi. Marco got a Sukhoi. Um, that's another thing that, like, I wish Rob Holland would go Sukhoi. He, he seems like he, would, he fits it, too. It would be pretty sweet to see him do Sukhoi. Like, he'd be I'm not going to lie. It's like being in Super Mario Brothers and just playing the last level over and over and <laughs> over and over. Like, be Luigi, fly to Sukhoi. Yeah, you know, That'd be sweet. And it'll be make it fun for us. Like, we don't care what you want, Rob. We want we want our dreams to come true, true, yeah. through you. We want we want our <laughs> um, expectations to be met. Yeah, <laughs> we don't care about your goals or your needs or your wants. We're gonna get so much hate. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Oh man. Um do you, do you find that um, you know, and it's nice because he deserves it, but like Rob, you know, I, I think there's there's kind of a uh well obviously the air show season's kind of um you know cooled off. It's gonna start ramping up here again in what I guess probably a couple weeks um across the United States, but you know, contest season's kind of uh ramped down with Contest, I guess, starting up March, maybe February, March, yeah, early yeah, March. Yeah, March is a snowbird or something like that. Yeah, that I usually just, takes it off, right? I just printed out this morning. It's funny we're recording tonight. I printed out the advance, uh, advance. I printed out the limited known, and I started marking it up. I walked it through a couple of times today. I'm telling you, walkthroughs um, very important. But yeah, I wa- marked it all up and guess what the gates are going to be for all the uh, maneuvers you know the altitude gates i'm and... really glad you brought this up because i want to know this is a great segue uh not to cut you off but i want to mm-hmm. hear about your 2023 goals because you you're you know i don't i don't need to have flying goals in aerobatics um and i don't have any but you not that you need to ha- have any goals but do you and what are they Ooh. So I haven't really thought about it. Um, so my goals last year were to compete in an unlimited contest, score above 70%, um, you know, and make it through clean, you know, safe and clean and all the crap. And I did it. And I'm really happy about it. And, you know, for this year coming up, I think I want to get, now that I'm getting comfortable with the individual figures and, you know, everything in the book, I want to, my goal is to try to tighten the sequence up, bring it down a little bit and focus more on presentation. 
and end of the year, um, go to nationals and, um, be, I don't want to say competitive with, you know, the podium because I don't realistically, I don't think that's possible, but I want to be competitive in a way where I'm showing, where I'm trending up, where I'm improving and okay. noticeably, like noticeably improving. You know what I mean? So when you, when we were offline and you said you were going to whoop Rob Holland's monkey ass and unlimited this year, you were just kidding. No, I, Rob Holland is a monkey ass and I will whoop it. <laughs> <laughs> How many contests are you hoping to do this year? Um, well, AJ might come up to the Northeast, so he might fly contests with me. We're talking about doing it. Um, oh, that's cool. I can't fly them all. So in the Northeast, there's, I'll give a little plug for everybody here. Uh, we have Wildwood Aerobatic Contest in Southern New Jersey. Um, we have, that is Chapter 58. Chapter 52 is the Kathy Jaffe Contest. That is at um, Lenny Boyd's Airport, MJX, um, Ocean Air, Ocean County, something like that. Okay. Like middle of Jersey, right outside Manhattan. And IEC Chapter 35, if you're in the Northeast, a really fun chapter, really active IEC 35. Um, they run a great contest in Vermont, in Springfield, Hartness State Airport, uh, VSF, I believe is the identifier. Um, so we got Wildwood, Kajajafi, um, Green Mountain Aerobatic Contest. Um, but, and you can go down to um, Adam Cope, Chris Cowardice. Um, They have a contest in Warrington. Uh, our buddy Pete Montine is uh that's his home base or home uh, yeah. contest. That's in Virginia. He's a hell of a Ale- pilot. Alexandria, Virginia. Hell of a pilot. Hell of a guy. Hell of a guy. Hell of a guy. Yeah, absolutely. God, can you imagine? He's with CNN. Can you imagine if like he wore an FCF shirt, FCS shirt, while he was reporting on CNN with like Anderson Cooper? I would, I would freaking die. I would love that, dude. Dream from Joe, but yeah, dude, we gotta get him. We gotta get him on the podcast. Him and Let's do that. People. He's great. Yeah. Um. We'll just have. We'll just write some like ad lib news reports for him to read about like random shit, like be like <laughs> random real shit, like breaking news, like Marco Bow. <laughs> what a super thirty one. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I'll fly. Um, I'm hoping to get to compete in two of the con- two of those contests, and then nationals. Um, okay. And then you know sprinkle a couple of camps in here or there. But I haven't really figured that out yet. I um, literally just like we were talking about, I printed out the advanced known, and uh, kind of walked that through. I, I plan on. I think my training is going to revolve around a lot of prep work, a lot of walkthroughs, a lot of like mental mental work you know like just planning and 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 really focusing on the on the mental aspect of it and being ready mentally um and making quality flights um kind of similar to what the the french are doing and getting as much time like as as much time as i'm in the air like doing airbags i want to have somebody on somebody who's um experienced and has a good eye i want to have them watching me um, I don't want to do a lot of flights with with nobody watching me because I don't know. I just you know, unless I'm working on a new figure and trying to work that out, I get it. But you know, as far as sequence work and and making sure the figures look correct, you know, I really want to have somebody uh, watching me. Yeah, yeah. 
So that makes sense. Kind of like a general, I guess, goal there. But um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of work, and um, the see the no one didn't really look too bad. There's a lot of outside flicks. Well, not a lot, but there's like four or five outside flicks, but they're all pretty simple. Um, except for one. There's one. There's a three quarter outside flick up into a hammerhead, so you kind of dish out a little bit and mm. get a bunch of side club on the airplane before that pivot. So I have to, uh, you know, work that out, I guess. And because yeah. um, I don't know all the, there's so many cheats that I don't know, like I'm limited, you know, as far as like how to cheat before snaps, the outside flicks, and this and that. So I'm gonna, I'm actually thinking while I was like, you know, marking up the sequence card and, you know, working it out and everything, I'm like, you know what, like, because I'm, I'm trying to work it out with like in, in my head of how I'm going to cheat and this and that. And then I think I'm pretty close to, to what I think will work. But I'm like, as I'm doing, I'm like, I really need to do a camp with like Rob or, or, or somebody like that, you know, that can just save me about, that's why, again, like that's why doing camps is so important because like me trying to work this out over the course of three or four months, I can do a camp with Rob. You know, I'm talking about like me to work out one figure and try to figure it out, which maybe I won't would be months and then i could just do a camp with rob over a weekend and it, it, he's that good it'll just fucking you know lay it all out there for me and tell me what to do and, and fix it for me so nice. i'll save like all that time so you should actually you know something man like that'd be fun to do like a camp with rob have you come out and everything like that and hang out and even like fly like you if you could fly midway i've flown the midway like it's a lot the sc is a joke compared to a midway you know it's just a little pit, uh, pitchy but um it just fly to the fc dude that'd be super fun mm-hmm. that'd be yes, noise, noise complaints something like that hell yeah but yeah blow, um blow out the uh blow out the neighborhood let's do it what are what are your goals don't say fun because um, don't get me excited honestly it's it's not one of my goals my, <laughs> my so i'm doing a lot of like outside curricular stuff like i i literally just enrolled to a master's program today um what yeah so i want to do my master's in management Ooh, Um, what's that just for science or something like that yeah it's a bachelor of science i think or i mean master of science um yeah i think it's science oh so you're gonna is that oh no i'm such an idiot i was just i don't even say what i was about to ask you (laughs) Does that make you a doctor? But that's a PhD. I get it. That is a PhD. I'm a moron. I'm a I am moron. not. I I am not smart enough to be a doctor. But um, that's exciting. Is it an online program? Yeah, online through uh, Riddle. Oh my god, you're a real rat. Riddle rat, dude. Yeah. So god, doing man. that. Um, Isn't Melissa Pemberton a uh, instructor? Uh, she, I don't know if she still teaches at Riddle or ever did teach. <laughs> um, uh, but she's also, uh, she's a new hire at Alaska Airlines. So, um, maybe I'll fly with her someday. Are you, are you just doing this master program at Riddle just to get close to Alon and his sexy mustache? Yes. Oh my God. Perfect segue. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> so Alan, we were talking about Alan and him being the Pit Viper Prince, but then we were also talking about Adam Messenheimer and his gorgeous face. But and him wearing Pit Vipers, and Alan got a little, you know, butt hurt, you know, because he's not the Pit Viper King. Okay. So I feel like 
I think we need to night, not night, uh, what, and not promote, but like what's the whatever crown chairman, crown. Thank you, Alana is the pit viper king, okay. and Adam as the pit viper prince. I like that. I like now that. Now we just need to find. And a, I think they should fight. Board. I think they should fight to see who becomes king. Well, Alana is king. I think they should fight for it. I agree with that. What? How are they going to fight? Huh. <laughs> It's a good question, right? Um, I mean, it has to involve pit vipers. Maybe they need to wear pit viper glasses, and they each can hold a pit viper and try to like get the other one bit, and one of them will die, obviously. Yeah, like what I about how know. about this? How about they both put on um, pit vipers, um, and then with pool noodles. They they have to stand on top of you know those like ab workout balance boards where you like yeah. you, you have to like try to balance with a thing in between. They stand on those and then try to hit each other with pool noodles and they have to film it. And like um it. they have to be in tidy whities and they yeah. and the first person to hit the pit vipers off the other person's face is crowned the king. I like it. I like it. So that will happen. <laughs> At nationals. <laughs> at um, nationals. We boy, even better. This is just getting this is this is I mean, we could have prizes, literally. I mean, we get we could get Pit Viper to sponsor this. Holy shit. All right, my new goal uh is to have this happen. I like it. Yeah. That's if they want to duel. I mean, Adam might be fine being the prince. Who doesn't want to be a prince? You have no duty, you no, have all the rewards. That's true. Yeah. Can you imagine, dude, not to get too much into the weeds and I don't want to like I don't want to like shit on anybody in the IAC leadership. But can you imagine, you know, the people that are just like trying to keep this a prestigious um tame, calm, sterile environment? Sure. Can you imagine tidy whities with a pool noodle? <laughs> these dudes these dudes walking into the fucking hangar in skivvies. <laughs> Getting ready to duel it out to see who's the freaking pit viper king. <laughs> oh, God. oh, it'd be perfect time. It'd be perfect time because those people that didn't come last year, they'd be like, "All right, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give it one last chance." Yeah, <laughs> walk in. <laughs> oh man, I'm all oh, about God. it. I, you want to see attendance go up? IAC. Let's make this happen. Oh God, that's funny. And I mean, we're not, I think we're touching on a lot of topics that we're going to talk about throughout the year, but like, got Jim Burke, St. Augustine, extreme aircraft, possible MX dealer. Yeah. That's, that's another, yeah. Exciting that's things happening. On. There's a lot going on. You know, um, Walter just posting pictures of the, uh, the North American extra dealership oh and, that's and that's another 2023 goal um more game birds like uh i see competition that'd be nice to see yeah 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 oh and i want to talk about that before we wrap up we got to wrap in a little bit but um i gotta hand it to game bird i mean 
I think everybody knows that I love, I, I'm a fan of Game Bird. Um, you know, I happen, I happen to really like it, but I think what they're doing, creating like this um, camaraderie, this like net, not network, this neighborhood vibe is working because like they had Game Fest, which obviously I have a terrible memory and I can remember that name. So it's a great name. They had Game Fest. They had all yeah. these people fly into Arkansas. They had Hueys and they did wine and dine them. They had a bunch of flying. It looked like a lot, especially for the first time doing it, it looked epic. Um, and call me an idiot or whatever, but it makes me, not that I'm going to drop 600 grand because I just don't have that kind of money, but if I had stupid money, it, it kind of makes me want to have a game bird. Like, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, it's it looks like fun to be a part of. It looks fun to be a part of. Yes, like they have a lot of stuff going on, and like they're it seems like a tight community. Everybody's you, know, you want to be around people that share the same interests and hobbies, and it's fun, you know. And it makes me kind of be like, what the fuck, extra? Like, get your shit together. <laughs> where's our Where's our extra fest? Where's our network? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Right? Like, oh man, it makes I kinda I, I'm a I'm a game I'm a game nerd. I'm I'm a big uh I like the game bird. Yeah. God. I'd like to see it at nationals. I like to see Philip there. Um yeah. I'd like to see somebody else flying that airplane. I'd like to see it, you know, in the hands of somebody doing air shows. I, I think that's gotta be the next move for that. I maybe they don't care. In fact, they must not because they found the market for for game bird owners, right? Um, yeah. They don't. They don't. They're not having trouble selling airplanes. They don't need to prove the airplane. The airplane's doing exactly, uh, I guess what maybe what it's marketed towards, and that is rich people that want a little bit of aerobatic fun, and you have a, and a small subset. Yeah, small subset of people that are doing like formation aerobatics and um, aerobatic stuff, and you might see the one in an occasional contest, and hey. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, nobody else could have pulled this off without without the backing. Like, I kind of, I'm not trying to be negative, but it took a lot to, to get yeah. that company going, I think. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I, w- I don't want to say I wish. Um, I don't know. I'm jealous that, that we don't have that as extra owners. Do you think that that might change with um, the new facility in Deland? Um, no, I don't think it's going to change. I think that they might have like an opening party. Maybe they'll do some type of like, you know, little gathering once a year, but nothing like Gamebird does because until the uh, until that two year backlog gets shortened you know, the, the order dates and everything like that until it, it, they start the demand uh, um, decreases. They, what's the point? You know, they're so German. They're like, it's black and white. And I'm like, we have demand. Why, why put money into this this other sector here? You know, we have a two-year background. So, and they're not working off of, you know, they're on a different balance sheet, obviously. So. Yeah. But um, yeah, but yeah I'm, I'm jealous of of what Gamebird's doing for their owners. I got to be honest, and it makes me want to like 
buy one or maybe down the road I could pick up a used one and, and hang out at Game Fest. They're they're doing it right because it it makes it look fun and it and it makes you jealous a little bit of like you know you want to do it right you know you well, want to be part question. of it. You it's so hard to ask you this question because it's it's going to go kind of nowhere uh, because you haven't flown one. You got to you gotta, honestly you got to go fly a game bird. But I want to. And, and then my question to you after you fly one is going to be like if a used game bird came up for you know. X amount of dollars, which would be whatever I would quote of that would be somewhat not that much of a jump from what your midwing costs to sell. Uh, would you do it? And you, you just can't answer because you haven't flown it, and you know you don't know if you like it or not. But yeah, um, and and honestly, from what I've heard, it's got a couple of of flight characteristics that I wouldn't like, and that I don't think are favorable for a certified airplane. Um, but I think you know. Honestly, and and I don't know how candid you can be or or how candid we can get on it. Um, I feel like that airplane, like if you took that airplane and made it experimental and made a few changes, that would be the better route than than taming it to have better flight characteristics than it does right now, or more more um, balanced characteristics than it does right now. Does that make sense? Like I feel like it's more on the cusp of being on the upper echelon extreme flight envelope. Yeah. So like, why not just I mean, send it there? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think what you're alluded to is that it's just super pitchy. The elevator is, yeah. is tremendous on it. Um, and, you know, the people that you and I talk to are, oh gosh, they're just light years above us as far as ability, uh, you know, being airbag. So like, they're so in tune with, with picking shit up that most people don't don't pick it up um and that's you know when when you and i were talking to certain people about it and some of the tendencies that they didn't like you know and like yeah like you kind of pick it up a little bit but like the average person is not going to get that deep into the envelope or ever have that much of a pulse on the airplane to to pick that that crap up like nobody is dragging in a game bird right now you know to to be worried about, you know, some type of pitchy elevator or something. Nobody's going to bring it in like a knot or two above stall speed. Like they're just not going to do it, you know? And that's yeah. kind of where they were, those people were, they were picking up tendencies that were on the edge, not the edge of the flight envelope. Well, on the lower edge of the flight envelope. And it, to me, it was negligible to the average pilot, like, but to somebody who's super experienced as a deal breaker, you know, like why get this when I can pay the same money for that? That doesn't have that tendency, but most people are never going to have, get to that point of needing that that little bit of what they didn't like about the game bird you know i happened to when i flew it i kind of flew it as it's a two-seater you know if i ever own one of these i'm not going to get it go be competitive and limited i I can fly limited figures but it's a ride airplane this is a go fast airplane this is something that i can when i'm alone i can you know have a lot of fun with and and have a lot of performance but this is not an SC, you know, this is not going to get me a national title, you know, um, maybe, you know, obviously I don't have that ability, but I'm sure I, I'm sure if Rob Holland, I went for a year and win national event. He's an incredible pilot. I'm just, I'm not, I'll never be that good and you know, whatever. But like, I think for what it is, I think it's, it's definitely something worth taking a look at. I think it's worth, you know, um, there's some, you know, there's some, again, like going back, like Game Fest, well, before Game Fest, like their support system is great. They're back, 
so strongly. Their foundation is so strong. Yeah. Um, like it, they just there's a lot of checks in the positive column about this airplane. Yeah, and um, I hate that like people shit on it sometimes. Like, like there was one that went in that had some like spider crack. And it had some cracking, right? And everybody's like, "Oh, this fucking elevator is gonna fall off," and it's like the it, fucking paint crack, the clear coat crack. Yeah, like that doesn't have. You look at an extra, like if you look at any extra from 2005 and prior or whatever the heck, any extra that gets used a lot, where somebody where the front seats used a lot, and they're stepping on the wing, that whole left oh, side so of the wing is wrecked. Everybody, everybody it's, knows uh, the 300L. If you stop, if you step behind the uh, aft spar on the L, getting into the front seat. You're gonna fucking. It's gonna develop a paint crack there. It's just gonna develop a crack. Yeah, and if that it's was a game break, everybody, everybody would be like that Leonardo DiCaprio meme when he's like pointing at the television, like, "See, see the game bird? Like it's all fucked." I like, "No, it's fucking paint, dude." Yeah, like, fucking chill. Yeah, you know. And then, well, and what serial are they up to? I mean, I think are we gonna see serial number one hundred in twenty twenty three from them? Ooh, maybe not, uh, but it's got to be close to it. I don't know. You might be right. I think what do they say they're doing? They're, are they doing two airplanes a month? Let's see here. At, at least two airplanes a month, I think. Um, if they're they'll be pretty darn close. I don't think they'll get to hundred, but maybe not. I, it. I mean, maybe maybe they get a well, team on board. They're doing so. They just pumped out serial number sixty-two Gee, um, awesome. a couple of days ago. So if they if they Congrats. do three a month. They can, I don't know. It, that, it's probably a tall order, but I guess my point is um, they're pumping them out as fast as they can make them. Um, there hasn't been a whole loss yet. Um, and knock on wood, there never is. Um, but yeah. I'm sure, you know, and just like anything, you've got to get these airplanes out in numbers and have people use them. They're, Dude, Alpha testing and beta testing doesn't mean shit. It, it, Perfect you know, you, segue. you got to get it in into the market. You get to have people abuse them, use them. Figure out, uh, you know, things that you never thought of. That's just, that's with anything. I mean, I can't tell you how many times something's been tested to the gills by a company. And then as soon as 50 of them or 100 or, or 500 of this product gets out to market, all of a sudden, like, what, how is this, you know, and you always have that, like, well, how did nobody, how come nobody found that during testing? And it's like, yeah. you just, you can't plan for every contingency. So, you know, the, um, yeah, there's inclement weather and it gets cold in Rogers, but you know, sending these airplanes to the north and being in Canada. Let's see how the composite operates in 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 cold yeah. weather. Let's see how this airplane actually behaves in really really cold temperatures and and when it's stored for a winter, how does it behave over time? You know, the heat is another one. You know, extras. Let's be real. Um, older extras, not newer ones, but older extras. You know, they had the temp limit on the uh, on the wing on the spar. Yeah, you got to be really cognizant of that. You, st- I mean, I do. I still have to be. You know, I have a dark colored airplane. You can't park that shit out in the Phoenix sun all day. No. Um, this airplane, the Game Bird obviously has more advanced um, composites and resin. Um, but, you know, you just can't, you can't really test for all that stuff. Um, in a lab, you can, in a vacuum, right? You can, uh, you can cold and, and, and heat test things um, in a lab. But I think the more that we see this airplane uh, hit the market and there's already, again, Serial number sixty three, and it's spoken for. That that's we're gonna start seeing this over time. Like, hey, what are these early serial numbers looking like? You know, what yep. what, what are their failure points or their fatigue points? And they may not have any. They may, yeah, okay, they may may get some paint cracking. Maybe there's a paint issue. Um, I don't know. So yeah. far, I, you know, I don't know. But to answer your question, 
you know, I, I, I the game bird has significantly more performance than a midwing extra. So it would be hard at similar price points to not pick one. Um, it would just depend on whether I like flying it. I think yeah. whether I'm willing to take the hit on um, flight characteristic because of the performance. Because right yeah. now, I mean, the midwing is just such a beautiful airplane to fly. Um, even flying the 300L for a bit, I was really put off um, by the difference. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I think the midwing flies so much better. I don't care who you guys can argue all you want. I think the midwing flies so much. It's so much more harmonized and balanced than a 300L, in my opinion. And I, I suck, um, but I have enough <laughs> hours in them to know um, immediately the second the second I put some aileron into that 300 L I was like, ah, oh, God, Oh God. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, and everybody knows what it. I'm talking about. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But, um, yeah. That, and you know, again, I guess it's all that 23 here, but, um, I'm uh, curious if Tucker was able to pull together and get, get a sponsorship with the, uh, whomever to, to, to have a formation team well that's it's funny you mentioned that um really <laughs> there's been some some videos and pictures recently of yep. three game birds with a new sponsor are you talking um, about I, from uh joey Bofuck? no so he, he was flying there was with sean in one or no there was four you're right huh i think yeah, um, and I can't remember the sponsor on on the airplanes, but um, I don't know if yeah. they're at ICAS. <laughs> I I don't know what they're doing, but they haven't advertised anything public yet. But uh, I mean, they're flying formation aerobatics for a reason. What's that? Where'd you see the picture? I think I saw a video on Instagram from uh, Gamebird West or whatever. Yes, that's what it was. Um. So yeah. It's going to be very interesting. Um, Not that Sean would need to go to ICAST to book shows, although maybe he would, you know, with shows filling up. Um, You know, they could keep it under wraps. And maybe this, maybe now that they have a sponsor, maybe they take 2023 and and, um, form their team, form their maneuvers and dial everything in to get ready for 2024. That could be, but they definitely, he, Sean definitely has, these airplanes and they're definitely still around and they definitely have a sponsor. How freaking cool. Yeah. So that will be fun to see. And that's what I, I, in terms of air show acts, I would say piston formation, uh, precision formation is, is one of my, you know, I think high energy monoplane is probably my favorite act, uh, outside of it, like a jet military demo. Yeah. Um, and I would, I would put high energy piston formation, right up there i mean i just freaking loved the collaborators um i i we all know we all love the northern lights you know i i love that shit i love teams like that so this you know and we know sean can put together a team sean sean can put together an act too uh you know say what you want about sean tucker um the guy can fly the guy can put together an act that sells and he knows how to put together a formation team. So I think right there it has all the makings of a really, really fun act. And I can't wait to see it. Yeah, me too. 
Yeah. Me too. Well, we got a lot going on for this year and this podcast. We got a couple of new things that we need to speak about, but we'll uh, unveil. But <laughs> yeah, we got some things cooking. We're gonna keep cooking. Um, we want to keep growing the podcast. We want to make it better. Um, we want lots of money too and sponsors. Yeah. So if you guys can just you know hook that up, that'd be great. Um, but no, we want to, we want to really, um, let us know guys, send us some feedback. What, what would, what do you guys want to see out of the podcast that would make it a more enjoyable experience for you? What would make you more engaged or, um, more interested in the podcast? Um, if there's something that we could do, uh, let us know, shoot us an email. Shoot us a text. I have gotten that people love the food talk. Yeah, really? Yeah. Oh my God. Next week's going to be great then. I'll yeah, and Pike Kelly. Shout out to Pike. Uh, we got to do food. We got to do movies. We got to we got to talk old school movies like Cloud Dancer and and, oh and some of these, these Thank great. You, Pike Kelly. Yeah. Mark and I speak in quotes, but we do. That's, that's how we roll, man. Um, oh, man. So yeah, uh, I'm excited for a new year. Another year of uh, fight cool shit. Another year of awesome aerobatics and air shows and and fun stuff. Um, it's gonna be a good year, dude. I can't wait. I'm super pumped. We're, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to give too much away. Don't want to give too no. much away. We'll keep it close to the chest and, and uh, we'll keep, we'll, we'll, uh, you know, we'll just see where it takes us. Yeah. And we'll figure out our uh, year slogan. Is it going to be 2023 year of intermediate? 2023 year to Sukhoi? 2023 year to Truffle? What if we could get the mm-hmm. IAC to go to, to go the, uh, with the campaign of, Hashtag fuck, uh, fuck grassroots. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I'm going to get such a nasty gram from Rob. Sorry, yeah. Rob. Oh my God. <laughs> He's going to ruin your week and weekend in about two seconds. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, we'll see. This will be a good year, dude. I love it. I love it. Cool. Well, right. Let's get out of here. We'll get you back to your, your funness. Um, thank you to lift aviation for supporting the podcast, supporting aerobatics. It's a bit, uh, I've already been talking uh, to the boys over there. Exciting things are going to come in 2023 as well. Um, they're looking forward to uh, supporting mm. the industry more and more. Um, head on over to liftaviationusa.com. Use the promo code FlyCoolShit. Still active. 25% off most items on the website. All right. Um, we still got to talk about your helmet. We're going to do that one of these days. <laughs> and uh we'll uh we'll get into that we'll get into some helmet talk again but uh yeah um buy some shirts flycoolshit.com slash merch if you guys want to donate if you like the podcast and want to see it going it does cost money we don't have the uh the big sponsors to pay for everything and then make dollar dollar bills off this i I mean i want rollies and and (laughs) bentley's but it ain't here yet yeah so if you could uh you know five ten bucks it's great you know hosting um editing apps fees servers all that stuff cost money so uh yeah we'd appreciate it flycoolshit.com and uh, you can click the donate button and uh i think next week we'll i think we're working on uh i'm not gonna say who the guest is but we're gonna have a really fun guest speaking of grassroots he's gonna have something to say about this grassroots talk i think but um, uh we'll get him on shit all over it yeah we're just gonna yeah (laughs) fuck everybody hashtag fuck grassroots all right Let's start it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Just kidding. Right, well, no, doesn't matter. They're still gonna do it. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, guys. Uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. Later. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fly Cool Shit. Be sure to check out our website at www.flycoolshit.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes and Spotify. Any questions, comments, or feedback, shoot us an email at flycoolshit at gmail.com. <laughs>